The Stateside Soccer Show is now covering Ted Lasso. If that's a joke, I love it. If not, I cannot wait to unpack that with you. That's no joke. The Stateside Soccer Show now presents Believe Cast. We aren't talking about faith or ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts, Ted? I do. But more importantly, I think they need to believe in themselves. We are talking Ted Lasso episode recaps. So sit back, get ready for us to discuss all the tea. You know, I always figured that tea was just going to taste like hot brown water. And you know what? I was right. That's horrible. Hello and welcome to Belief Cast, presented by the Stateside Soccer Show, where we recap Ted Lasso Season 3. My name is Jordan, and with me, as always is logan how are you logan oh fantastic every time i hear that theme song i'm like where did he find that song because it sounds just you too okay because it sounds just like a ted lasso song like it yeah that's why i picked it it's very flute very whimsical a lot of fun i just feel happy when i hear it so i I wrote i was just i wrote oh that's right did you play it on the violin yes okay Uh, i'm yep cello i'm I take uh, after cello here, guy. Right? yeah uh but no i, I uh, found it on youtube if, if anybody is looking for like copyright free music youtube's like the sound library has uh copyright free songs that you can pick yeah no it sounds great i love it like i love where i get all stuff. of my theme songs yeah <laughs> but yeah so it, they're pretty good they're pretty good. Uh, but yeah, so we have two episodes remaining after this of Ted Lasso season three and perhaps the whole series. And we are talking episode 10 of season. This would have been it if we, it was season one. Season three, episode 10, we still have uh, so two left. Called International, which was directed by Matt Lipsy and Jane Becker premiered May 17th. 2023 and the apple tv synopsis was while some of the greyhounds head home to play for their countries in international edwin akufo brings a business proposal to rebecca so we kind of thought maybe it would be buying the club but it's more based in reality of what's been going on since ted lasso has premiered with the super league stuff but overall logan your thoughts on this one hour and three minute behemoth i laughed i cried um i thought that this was probably one of my favorite episodes i think i texted you that um that like this was i mean if it's not my favorite this was high up there on my list of favorites um i still think like the dart scene really does it for that episode and season one but this episode had all the stuff that you look for and i know that we talked about um jason and and brett being writers on these last couple of episodes they're the ones that really focus on brendan hunt too i I believe um were the writers on these last couple of episodes so it does have i don't know it felt very much like they um, write the next two oh is it the next two yeah this one was jane becker okay well bring jane back because she's great um but no i i felt like I don't know. I just had a really good old feel to like uh, season one. Like I felt like it was very comparable to kind of the feeling that I had watching season one for the first time. So again, so Jane, Jane Becker has wrote no weddings and a funeral and Trent Krim, the independent. 
Oh, so both great episodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, she, again, knocks this one out of the park. Uh, I thought, I mean, it had it all. Um, and I know we'll get certain character arcs, but man, I, I just felt like uh, with one in particular, it just, gosh, it moved me. Cause I was like, I wasn't ready for that. And I wasn't ready for that kind of story in his character arc. And it just, uh, I don't know. It really did. It, it has me feeling all sorts of good ways uh, about where the show's headed these last couple of episodes. So. Yeah, we we've got <laughs> two two left. Um, we'll we'll preview episode eleven before we get out of here uh, with the title and, and what that's about. But well, international break. Yeah, I, I actually like this episode a lot too. I was gonna make a joke that like, no, I hated it. You know, the way it <laughs> in lately. but it it I did see a lot of praise for this episode, so I do feel like it's a pretty popular episode. I do see people saying. We only have two episodes left. How are they going to wrap all this stuff up? I felt like this episode did a lot of legwork to wrap stuff up. I really feel like, um, I mean, we get Roy and Keeley stuff in this episode that maybe wraps that up. We have Rebecca's feud with um, Rupert kind of get wrapped up. We have the Nate storyline with West Ham get wrapped up. It's like, all we really have to wrap up right now is Ted and maybe Nate with the rest of the the team. But we even got Nate wrapping it up with Will the Kit Man, right? Like, I, I don't know if there's that much more to wrap up, honestly, other than Richmond football focus, right? Like, Richmond, um, where the state of the club goes. Because I feel like a lot of the character stuff started getting wrapped up in this episode. And now we probably have two episodes to wrap up that and give the club a proper send off. I mean, it looks like um, tonight's episode is an hour, nine minutes, which is now the longest episode. So just like that's almost two episodes of season one, which yeah. means you have plenty of time to wrap stuff up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode showed that hour, three minutes and it wrapped up a lot of stuff. A little quick, a little whiplash with a meeting. Yeah. Nate being out at West Ham. I remember texting you and you were texting me like this episode's crazy. I'm only 10 minutes in. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what that means. And then I sit down and yeah, Nate's out at West Ham. Like, yeah, I was so like oh, crap, this is quick. I was like, like man, I, this is really quick. I couldn't believe it. Like I, I was like, what? And I was kind of going, did I miss an episode? Like wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Did we miss them? I'm so confused, Any but it was scene? literally, yeah, but it was right after he had that bad experience of Rupert at the yes. bar. Like, so what you said is true. Like, it was so quick. And I'm assuming over the next couple of episodes, because Rebecca asked Rupert what happened to Nate Shelley. And he goes, uh, you know, sometimes it's just that managers just aren't the right fit. They're not ready or something. Yeah, that they're just not ready for the prime time. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And it was like, Okay, so I think over the obviously the next two episodes because they're longer, we're going to get more backstory. Uh, I don't know if we're quite done with with Keeley and Roy yet. Like I think there's still kind of something there with Jamie too. So I think we're going to get to kind of a collision there because of how close they've become. Um, you know, because I think Jamie still has feelings for Keeley, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I did. I felt like it, like you said. I mean, Nate getting released right away and the way it opened up with Sky Sports breaking the news. It's like, what is happening? Like, that was so quick. But Jordan, I, I really do feel like 
more so than ever, I felt like this this episode really gave me the feeling that they are that they're wrapping up. What is this version of Ted Lasso? I I saw some people complain that the Nate stuff was too quick, and when I say it was quick, I don't mean it negatively because I actually liked it, and the reason I liked it is because it left me guessing. Yeah, I'm sitting there because they don't know either, right? They're like, he's just out. Like, we don't understand. Nobody is reporting or could get the accurate scoop. We don't even get the scoop, really, until Nate talks about how he quit to Jade, right? Like, did I do the right thing leaving my job? Okay, this was his decision. We don't really know why. And it left us guessing and left us having questions throughout the episode. And I I like when shows do that. I, I think it's too easy sometimes to just say, all right, we're, I, like, I don't think they were like, shit, we have three episodes left. He's got to leave. I think they were like, let's put these cut cu- like customers, these viewers to be a little uneasy with where they find themselves at the beginning of this episode. I've seen this happen in tons of other shows that I watch, you know, where it starts kind of like what they call in media res, right? And, and you jump in in the middle of a story and you're kind of like, did I miss something? The answer is no. They want you to feel this little unease as you try to work out what has happened as well. You're sitting there like, oh, no, I think it's this thing that happened. And it's leaving you guessing until you're finally able to put the pieces together. They just uh, I was watching uh, Arrow yesterday and I'm on the final season of that. And they did something similar where it started out that episode. And you're like, all right, this is what did I miss something? And you know, Joy barely seen episodes. She's like confused too. She's like, "What doesn't this?" I'm like, "You're not supposed to know right now. Like, you're supposed to hate <laughs> of not knowing." And that's what this episode of Ted Lasso did right off the cuff. Here, I I really enjoyed that, and it shows that Nate. If we take it from how quick it was, I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know because they're on a ten game win streak, Richmond. So this doesn't happen right after, right? This doesn't happen right yeah. after the dinner, the guy's night. Right. But I do think that lasted in his mind long enough to where he was totally uncomfortable with the situation. And he decided, I can't be here anymore. Um, I, I always forget each time that this guy on Soccer Saturday, by the way, is... Uh, the original coach from season one. I always forget that. Me and too. he's like, yep. he was my kit man. And I'm like, yep. oh yeah. Yep. You know, because he's kind of a forgettable character, by the way. <laughs> um, But, you know, he's always throwing shade at Nate and like how, well, it's all Rupert. It, he's got this love affair with Rupert because Rupert was his boss when he was at Richmond. So He's like, it's actually Rupert the one that turned West Ham around, not Nate Shelley. He's a kit man. He's not a genius. So I thought that was interesting how they kind of leapt in with with that storyline. But again, we're not supposed to know. We're supposed to figure it out as we go. And we don't really still know what the impetus of it was, right? That the what caused him to leave, we can kind of guess. I think with the way that it was where he goes home and he's playing with his violin and he's trying to get back to his roots that he felt like he lost himself along the way here. And he was good. He, he went away 
from the bar when Rupert was trying to hook him up with somebody. So he was good there. But I think he started questioning, why am I trying so hard to impress this guy who's just a total douchebag and cheats on his wife and cheats on his wife and cheats on his wife you know how many wives that rupert's had it just continues this thing he's like i don't want to do that and it kind of left him in this untenable position where he knows what's going on with rupert the power dynamic is totally shifted at this point i don't know i i think again season three the nate storyline has been my favorite yeah it's kind of like that that stereotype and stories of the like the hero's journey like he goes out he he experiences some kind of setback a challenge that he must overcome a, a lesson is learned and then he re- returns home physically home and and learns a lesson of how he's transformed and then he comes back a new person so it, it's it is it's got that real nice i mean just i mean honestly like I did feel like after the first time we really see Nate in season three, I was like, Oh, I still can't stand him. And then after that, it was, it was so well done and so beautifully placed. And I think paced out really well that you just, you start to just see Nate unravel in a way that it's like, Oh no, that was all still there. This was just one of those moments where he got so caught up. And, and I think, I mean, we can all say that, like, I think Ted does kind of, in a way, oh, Nate, an apology in a sense of like, I'm sorry if you felt like you were forgotten, right? And I think that was kind of like what he was talking about. I think there's been moments where Ted this season, when he's talking about things, when he was talking with Colin uh, about being gay and he was talking about like, I'm sorry that, you know, like you are important, right? That that you are heard and we hear you and we're there for you. We're and we should have been there for yes. you. That friend yeah. storyline could have easily been instead of he talked too. about Nate yeah you know where he was my friend I, I wasn't realizing that I wasn't there for him yep the way he needed me to be there for him and I think that I think that's what we're building to for the final episode I, I think we're getting teased with it each week yeah. you know especially that week where they go to West Ham and and yeah. they almost have this conversation but Ted gets called to the bus while Nate is you know talking with rupert and they've kind of been building to this uh i don't know i'm really excited for when he finally is able to brave it's got to come from him i think i think nate needs to be the one to initiate it because we've seen him almost initiate it a few times now we've seen him at that game almost initiate it when he wants to apologize to Ted, we see him almost initiate it when Rupert texts him and says, Hey, Ted will never show up at this ground again. And he messaged, he almost messages it back. It's fine. I thought it was funny. And he could tell he, you know, he goes home to Jade and he's seeing the picture of Ted, Henry and beard watching. And he's happy smiling. She says, I, I love seeing my boyfriend smile, but he hasn't still reached out. You know, so I do think that is the next step. And I don't think it comes in episode 11. I think it comes in episode 10, 12 is probably when I think we get that. Yeah, it seems to be the the pinnacle in which they're they're wanting to reach. Like that seems to be the storyline that Sendo, right? Yeah, like I I feel like that really like I I feel like it it is the peak in what you're trying to get to because we're just sitting there because we want Nate 
and Ted to be friends and, and to go on uh, in life and be friends because of how much uh, I think Ted means to Nate. And I think how much Nate means to Ted. So I think you are, you're building to that. I think that's the relationship everybody wants to see. I think in this episode, you might see him kind of make amends with maybe players, right? So I think we're kind of building up, maybe Nate makes even amends with maybe Beard or Roy or, you know, somebody close enough to Ted where we start to see even more progression. And then I think you're right, Jordan. I think in season, or sorry, in episode 12, um, I think you see uh, finally that moment. And I think, we're going to get some great stuff out of that conversation because I think it'll be a longer conversation. It'll be dramatic. I think it'll have that Ted feel of like, you know, I, I, I'm sorry that you ever, if you've ever felt that I did something to you, but know that I've always just been here and I'm always going to continue being here for you. So yeah, I'm waiting for it. I'm excited. You know what I want to see? And this yeah. might sound too romantic. It's almost like, Ted Lasso was like a rom-com. Yeah. I could see this happening where if it does happen, like the next step in this episode, right? We know they're going to Man City. What if the first public appearance of Nate Shelley is wearing Richmond gear in Manchester City, Athead, right. and he's cheering on Ted? Yeah. Like, could, could we see something like that? I think that would be yeah. really cool to where yeah. then the press are like, oh, look, it's like almost a reversal from when Ted showed up where you have Nate photographed there and then ted's like look at that you know and then you finally have them reach yeah. out and actually make the you know extending the extending the hands right, right to uh to embrace again so i think that'd be a really cool way i'm getting like goosebumps about my little fanfic yeah. there, but i got i got goosebumps when he put that olive branch on will's and he said yes. you know he signed it wonder kid like i'm uh, he did all of will's job and will Man, he's a, that kid's a great actor. Like, yeah, yeah. Gosh, he's good. Uh, I mean, that was just a moment where he didn't say anything. He was just reading a note that Native left. The locker room was all put together as a kit man would put it together. And I just got chills. I got emotional with it too. I was like, gosh, this is such a great show. Like, this is such a great scene. He didn't have to say anything. He just kind of gives that smile, like, I forgive you for, for, you know, for harassing me pretty much yeah i saw yeah. somebody d complain that he signed it wonder kid but that is literally will right. came up with that right yeah. for for him so it fits um it wasn't like he was trying to show off still <laughs> he was you know giving a nod that's what they called him to yeah. will yeah right. so that was uh that was nice but yeah i'm really i could probably gush on and on about this uh nate storyline the whole time and you know, when how about the father stuff? Like how how were you with that? That that one broke me completely. Nate, I cried, the, man. This episode yeah. made me cry, especially that, <laughs> that you know violin stuff's going on at the same yeah. time. Rebecca's uh, yeah, speech story. is going on, which yeah. is the romance of soccer, and and that made yeah. me cry. And you know this this whole episode was was really great stuff, but it, the father stuff was good too. I I, I feel like for whatever reason. TV shows and movies kind of lean into this maybe too much, you could say, but the the daddy issues, right? Yes. But it yeah. works. It works almost every single right. time yep. for whatever reason. And I have no daddy issues, but it, it still works. That is something you can kind of relate with of just like, I, I can't relate to it in the sense of I have that, but like putting myself yeah. of, 
I can't imagine what it'd be like to never live up to your parents' pictures of you or in their head or what they expected. But I really liked when his dad was like, I always liked when you played. And he's like, really? Because right. he always like hated it. Yeah. But... And he goes, when did I ever say that? He goes, you literally said you hated when I played. <laughs> but he was always, in his mind, the dad's mind is he's pushing yeah. Nate to become even better yeah. and even better. And it doesn't work like that. What you're, While it does kind of work in the sense of if you're never good enough, you feel like you got to keep striving. It creates this wedge between you and your child to where they'll look like that the way Nate did, right? Where he's like, sorry, I'll put this yeah. away then. I He feels like he can't win in anything with his, with his dad. And they had this lovely exchange where they finally put that behind them. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's that sense of like, you know, there's always going to be discontent or um, what is the word? I'm trying to come up with the word that it's like, uh, you just have that. Oh, there it is. Resentment. Like you just have that resentment that that Nate feels towards his dad. And it is, it was, it was like that moment of the violin. Did you know, Jordan, that the uh, Nick Muhammad actually plays the violin? Uh, so he's actually playing that. And then an even cooler thing is that his wife in real life is the one playing the piano uh, off screen. Oh, really? In that song. Yep. I was like, that's so cool. Because he tweeted it out after. Um, but also, Nate Muhammad also just tweeted out. This is kind of uh, going with Nick Muhammad. You called him Nick Nate Muhammad. Muhammad. <laughs> yeah, Nick Muhammad. Um, Nick Muhammad actually tweeted out uh, a picture 12 hours ago that said, Dear Ted. And that's all it says. So yeah so maybe so, we get him reaching out via yeah. a note yep. first and then next episode we, we bury the hatchet fully or maybe it is all in this one yeah. and then we kind of have like this finale send off do we, okay i don't want to speculate too much here about the finale but are you expecting some sort of time jump i am i'm expecting like at least uh like Trent's book is out and that's mm-hmm. the time jump type thing. Yeah, I think a hundred percent. I think maybe even a year. I think we get I think we get some kind of conclusion that's like maybe Richmond win a cup or something. I don't know. Like I'm just picturing this way, win a cup or they you know, they qualify for a year. Well, it's something exciting for the club, right? But I think too, like ten game win streak can do that for yeah, you. <laughs> right? Like they're good. magically gonna win the Premier League. But I also picture like this all coming together, they have this moment and then we get that flash forward, right? Of a year. Like, this is what's happening a year later. And it is. I think it's Ted... I think it's, you know, too much speculation, but I think it's Ted back in Kansas with his kid. Whether he's married, I don't know. Uh, or he's back with his wife. Who knows? Um, but I do think we get more of that. Yes, I think we also, gotta wrap that up still because yeah. we don't know the whole right. uh, Michelle storyline after the Paris stuff, too. Yeah. Also, you know what a year technically could mean for Rebecca, right? Um, so, Child. yeah, so we get that uh, a year for a relationship with Keely or Roy, um, Keely and Jamie. That could be a lot. Jamie in a new club, Jamie back in a new city after. I, I think that might be coming. Maybe we get to Jamie that, on but, another season of right. some sort of reality show, right? <laughs> Love Island, <laughs> right? No, um, but yeah, no, is that what it was? Was it actually Love Island, or it did was they kind of, it yeah, it's supposed else? to be like that. It's not actually Love Island, but I forget what they call it. It's like uh, basically a ripoff version of a Love Island, so I think it's like Lust Love... Conquers All, is yeah. what it was. <laughs> yeah, that was it. So, 
Um, but yeah, I don't even know where we were talking about that. But yeah, I think uh, just speculating going forward, I think a time jump has to be coming. That's the whole yeah. reason Trent Krim's book exists. I think so too. But I'll, I'll see that's something I will be disappointed in if we don't get some sort of payoff mm-hmm. about Trent Krim's book. And it was just their way of giving him more access to the season, you know, yeah. like more screen time. Even if it's a draft, even if it's a, you know, a first copy of like. I'm expecting like a you know, voiceover at the end yep, is Trent Krim exactly, reading this yep, book and you later. see the characters yep. going their other ways. And it's going to be as close to wrapped up as it can be. With and Apple's going to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> With some hole that they could go, you know what? They didn't wrap yes, up Higgins. Yeah, they could. They didn't wrap up Higgins. We're going with that guy. Yeah, um, I would Jordan watch a Higgins thrilled. show. No problem. <laughs> he, took, he takes over like LA Galaxy and just fixes that problem. He No, he goes uh, to like a jazz bar and that's it's a whole new thing of him. Like he, goes, he goes to New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like Cheers and Frasier where they like, the spinoff has nothing to do with the other show. They pick one character yeah. out of there. And throw him Higgins in is now city. in New yeah. Orleans. He's playing jazz everywhere. I'd watch it still. Uh, yeah, so I guess let's talk. Uh, let's talk the international break real quick, just the characters, all that great. good stuff. Sam doesn't get caught up. We'll find out why later. But they kind of open up the show with the Nate stuff, and they also say about how they're expecting Nate. I mean, not Nate. Um, Sam to get called up to Nigeria for his first ever debut, and uh, he doesn't. Turns out that Edwin Akufo has paid off the um the nigerian he said government it'd be more like the federation this is something they kind of got wrong here i guess <laughs> yeah the government wouldn't care about your soccer team. yeah the, no. i mean the government right. sometimes cares but well, guess, they don't yeah. they're yeah. not in decision they no. don't make the decision it's right. the, the federation uh but so unless if i'm wrong about how nigeria does it but uh it is through the football federation so uh I think that's something they did get incorrect there. But uh, yeah, so unless he meant government of football, which he could have meant. There you go. Fixed it for you. Uh, But he doesn't get called up, but we do get Van Dam called up for Canada. And we get uh, Danny Rojas picked up by Mexico. And as soon as he knows he's... Concacap, baby. Yeah, Concacap. Stateside soccer show. As soon as he's picked up, uh, announced that he's going to Mexico, he just immediately sh- puts the wall up. Right? It's like Van Dam is shunned. He won't <laughs> talk to him. He like totally says we're enemies now. Very, very funny bit. And even when they go, I'm surprised they actually showed the plane because that means they had to like build a set for this yep. plane. But they showed the plane great. where Van Dam is asking him about like, do you want these Doritos? And he just crumples it up tosses it no words pretty much and he's gonna break van damme's nose with his shot uh when they're playing against each other by the way the score bug was apple's mls score bug was it really i didn't even notice it was close to it if it wasn't it was like very simple very apple score bug but um yeah, uh, so there you go. Canada and uh, 
and Mexico faced off and did they I I like when he they comes said, back. Did they see what the score was? Mexico won. Yeah, but Danny yeah. didn't score, right? He he purposely yeah. broke his nose. Is that what we're yeah. led to believe here? Yeah. And he I, I love it because when they come back and Van Dam's standing in the locker room at AFC Richmond and, and Danny just comes back because as soon as he puts that wall up, you see the soul side of Danny that's just this cold, no smile, badass, like I'm not gonna smile. And then he comes back in the locker room and he's all the Danny Rojas that we normally see running around and dancing. Says like Amigo. And he's got the smile. He goes, we had a lot of fun. Van Dam's like, not. Van Dam's scared. He's like recoiling. (laughs) (laughs) It was my, it was, I was dying the whole time, whatever they were on the screen, especially the chip thing. Cause he just looks at him with his sunglasses on, just crushes it. And he's like, no, Amigo, like we are not friends. Yeah, well, that that was uh, a side of Danny Rojas we have not seen before. So that was interesting. Bumbercatch got called up for the Switch national team. Colin got called up for the Welsh team, which we didn't really get to see him do anything there. And Jamie Tart makes his debut for the English national team. And he knows how torn up Sam was about this. So what does he do to honor him? He wears number 24 this brought me to tears as well got me a little choked up here i was like oh my god jamie best character in the best character arc in the whole show is is jamie tart oh by far but you know i like when uh bumper cash was like yeah i'm swit or uh i'm from switzerland or was it switzerland or he's swiss uh switzerland yeah, so he's like i'm uh he goes yeah i'm gonna play for the switzerland team and and, uh, i think it was a ted that goes Really, I didn't. I didn't know that. And he yeah. goes, "Look at me, coach." <laughs> I was like, "What does that mean?" I'm so confused. I was like, "Was that supposed to be a joke?" I'm so lost on that joke. I was like, "What?" I think it is a joke. I think it's okay. that like I don't he know if a Swiss like a stereotypical person. Yeah, he doesn't really from... look like your stereotypical yeah. <laughs> Swiss person. That confused me, but I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, but yeah, no, that was that was great. What Jamie did, I loved that. Um, but also, Jamie does something else in this episode that I was like. Jeez, like is he just trying to rip my heart out and just like stomp on it? Oh, the note, just like oh yeah, like <laughs> that you can't uh, read. <laughs> no, the um, the Roy. Well, oh, Roy. oh, I thought you yeah, meant yeah. Roy doing something. But oh no, yeah, no, no, Jamie no, 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 did no. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I like the Roy one too. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, because uh, yeah, let's let's talk Jamie then. I guess to um, Jamie. Well, they have Uncle's Day, right? Yeah. Phoebe throws like <laughs> Uncle Day, which isn't real. And we we meet Roy's sister. Who, who we've seen before. Who we've seen before. She was uh, what? The ER nurse? Um, For the doctor. Ted, uh, Ted what's her name? somebody there? The Dr. Sharon. When she falls yes. off her bike. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, so we have... We have uh, confirmation. That was a theory that people were posting around, but we got confirmation that those are related. Uh, Jamie is a big fan of, <laughs> of Roy's sister. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we get this like nice scene of Uncle's Day, and she invites Jamie because Jamie is Roy's best friend. And <laughs> Roy is like, what? And then Jamie says that Isaac is his best friend, and Roy gets a little jealous here with that, but I think Jamie's just getting under his skin here. Uh, but but he gives Roy a jersey 
right? Uh, yeah. England jersey, 2014 England jersey. World yeah. Cup. And uh, but he replaced the E with a U. <laughs> I, I love, by the way, Phoebe. If you watch her this whole scene, she is like puzzled and is trying to figure it out. And then when she does, she's like, that's yep. when she says, you got to give me that. Give me that pound <laughs> or whatever. Or whatever. Is, yeah. <laughs> really good acting by, by little Phoebe there. And uh, I love it. If, if you want to know what it spells out, just write down K U N T and then pronounce it and you'll know what it was. <laughs> I'm not saying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny though. It's like very acceptable in England and, and especially Australia. Yeah. They use it as just normal language at times. So I mean you met Michael when yeah. he when he was on program. That right. was one of his favorite <laughs> favorite right. things to say. I would never say it. Yeah, I no, still neither would I. I would either. So nope. It's like one of the ones I won't say. It's it's just I don't like saying it. <laughs> But for some reason, yeah, for some reason in, in, yeah. in English or over here in America, that is like the worst thing you could say to somebody. And over there, they're all chummy and it's like calling somebody a dick. Um, joyously. They always use it in a very happy tone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so that was a fun part. Uh, really liked that. And then going off of that with Roy. Roy, uh, I was wrong. Last week, I kind of thought that we maybe wouldn't get Roy and Keeley, but he shows up and gives uh, Keeley a note that is very hard to read because of his very small handwriting. And there you go. Uh, they, they, you're led to believe that she went into the house by herself. You're not supposed to know what she did, but then when Rebecca stops by, you see Roy coming down in like a robe and just gives Rebecca the nod. Uh, so you, you think that this is not for sure then that these two end up together then? I mean, I think it is. I think they'll run into some kind of turmoil, obviously, with Jamie. Like, I think that's got to happen this episode. Because I think, like, we haven't gotten into the synopsis, but they're headed somewhere where Jamie once was. I think that there's a couple things that are building. I think Jamie's father has another appearance at some point um, coming up. Uh, so I think there, there's still a couple things. Maybe we see Jamie's mom because he's oftentimes talked about her as well. Um, I still think Jamie has got a lot of story left to tell. Um, so I think we get more on him. Um, but I'm not sure. I, I thought it was too easy with Keely and Winroy. And maybe, maybe, you know, this show doesn't like to follow those stereotypical like paths that a lot of TV shows. So maybe they are fine. But I think they're going to have to explain to Jamie that, you know, and Roy and Jamie are such good friends now, right? Best friends, as Phoebe would say. Yeah, I, I think they'll actually... I don't think there will be any problem with Jamie regarding this. Jamie kind of already apologized to Keeley about the leak. He said that he had deleted everything when he knew they weren't going to get back together again. He hasn't really made a move on her. And I think he respects Roy and that relationship. So I do think everything will be fine going forward with that um but yeah i mean let's talk about keely and jack did jack plan this jack gets a hold of keely via text at one point and says that oh no no i'm in south africa i had no idea that they were doing this 
uh, so soon. I, I, I tried to turn them around on closing and the funding of this place, but I think she doth protest too much, maybe? I think that she knew exactly what was going to happen because Jack somehow got a hold of Barbara. Yeah, I think it's a front. Like I, I want to say she knew, and that's why she fled. I want to say that the company got in trouble, and that's why she's in South uh, South America. I think she's in. I don't know where she's, but I think she fled. I think that the company got into trouble that was funding her, and that's why they left. I think this is what I think. I think she didn't like that they broke up, and she just was the one that pulled led the, the funding, led the pull the funding, yeah. and said. I'm going to South America or South Africa, wherever she was going. And I'm going to be hard to get in touch with because I don't want to deal with, with Keely. That's a good point too. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's kind of what her plan was. And then when Keely kind of confronts her about it, it's like, Oh no, sorry. I didn't have service. I was down here, but somehow Barbara says I got an email. (laughs) Barbara got an email. Um, Whether from Jack or Jack's bosses, but I don't know. I, I think I think we're led to believe that it was more shady um, to really make us not like Jack, to make us more okay with her hooking up with Roy again. Which is, if so, what was the point of Jack anyway? That That is something I will kind of question. Is it just because they had more episodes that they decided to fill this character in? She only really showed up in three or four, and the relationship was done in like an episode, and then... Yeah they're you know the funding pool just kind of wondering what what the point of that was if they made us kind of like her at first and then immediately turned us on her and then pulled keely's dream out from under her too it's i don't know i guess we'll have to see where the kjpr story goes uh, apparently now rebecca's gonna fund it instead that's what she's over there talking with keely about so uh, who knows on how that goes or is, is the story done now? Are we done with KJPR because Rebecca's got the funding now and we'll just kind of see her kind of rebuild. She brought Barbara back. I don't know. I think that's an interesting thing. And if so, why didn't Rebecca just fund it to begin with? <laughs> I like that part though, where she comes in and Q's uh, like, you know, they pulled funding and she was, uh, Rebecca goes, how much? And he was like, I don't really, you know, I don't think there's any chance, Rebecca, that you have that much money. And Rebecca goes, no, seriously, tell me how much. And so Keely writes it down. She goes, what are you doing? Why are you writing it down? She goes, that's what they do in the movies, isn't it? <laughs> Where they write it down. And she wrote down the price and she showed her Rebecca. And Rebecca goes, I think I have that in my purse. Like, yeah. basically, like, I have that much money. How much don't do you think afraid. it was? Oh, man, funding like that. I mean, especially I guess to it, have in her purse, I, I feel like it can't right. be as maybe like ten million or something like that. Like I don't know. Like it seemed like a relatively big firm, um, and that office was a pretty sweet dig, especially in London. At least ten million. Hmm. Like quite a bit of money, but again, to Rebecca, ten million, twenty million—that's not a lot of money for her. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a transfer yeah. for like a <laughs> right. lower league player. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So I think that's how much like more in that range. I wouldn't say a hundred million like that. That's, that's a lot of money. So 
I'd say 10 to 20. But I just like that she laughs it off like... Psh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're led to believe that she's like, like, oh no, that's a high number, and then it's like, no, I got that in my, got that yep. in my purse, which I don't actually think she does, but I think it's just no, to show Keely, yeah, and to show Keely, that's nothing to me, so don't you're my worry friend. about it. Yeah. You're my friend, don't worry about. It. It's not like this big deal. If you ask me for ten million, I'm gonna laugh in your face because I don't. Jordan, I yeah, you know, I was gonna wait till <laughs> after the show, but I know you have it in your backpack behind you, so. Yes, right Just here. Send that over. Yep. No problem. Do you want it in ones or hundreds? <laughs> like, what <are> you... <laughs> How are you going to do it? It's ever easier. Uh, like, wire. Ones it over. make it look like it's a lot more. So yeah, like wire that. it over. All right. I also saw some theories with the whole Sam and Edwin Akufo thing that, you know, Sam was supposed to put security cameras in the restaurant. Akufo clearly out loud says that he uh, bribed the government or federation to not let Sam in there. So is that on camera? I don't know. I kind of feel like I don't really know where they're going with this. Yeah. This was a really tough one for me. Cause it's like, that's pretty villainous for the last two episodes and not have any kind of like, yeah. Something's Sam being like, well, I'm effed. Yeah. Like I can't yeah. get on the team now, yeah. <laughs> but he does show a resolve, right? He, he posts the 1994 right. world cup picture in his locker. I think that's, that's his goal is still still going to get on Nigeria. But I don't know if he knows everything that went on with Akufo and the Super League. I don't know how big of news that is. Um, also, I love Roy wearing the tie-dye shirt, yeah, too. Uh, he actually pulled great. it off. He looked pretty good at it. Yeah, he did. Better than I would in tie-dye. Okay, so I guess let's wrap it up with Rebecca and the Super League. Because uh, I don't think Ted had another storyline this season, uh, this episode. He's kind of been in the background. I don't know if Jason Which was I'm doing other totally stuff. Totally okay what? with. Like I'm totally okay with it. Like I, I feel like we got enough of him. Like the first two seasons, you know what I mean? Like I feel like th- these next two episodes are going to be so Ted heavy. I, I hope so. Because I feel like a lot of them been a have little... gotten. Yeah, I guess. Well, it's because he's coming over to do uh, season four with SKC. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I got a whole nother season still. Uh, no, but it is interesting that a show called Ted Lasso has featured very little Ted Lasso, and which could yeah. be the last season for Ted Lasso. Uh, so hopefully these last two, we get we get some heavy Ted Lasso stuff so we get a nice send-off. He's kind of just been sitting at his desk nodding. Yeah, on his phone. Um, the guy can't get off his phone. Just take the damn thing away from him. The kids these days. Get the hell out of Ted. What are you... <laughs> get out. Your screen time is up 52% this week. You got to get out. <laughs> I love it. Beard, and you know Beard likes to tell people get the hell out of his office. Like, get the hell out yeah. of my office. Let's go. Uh, but Rebecca, so she gets invited. This was the proposition for the Super League. Logan, can you break this down for people that may not actually follow soccer? Yeah, so the big six, as they'll call them uh, in the Premier League, Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool, uh, was it Tottenham, Chelsea, and Arsenal. Um, those are the big six that they'll call and they'll reference them oftentimes. Uh, the big six, a lot of them, American owners, decided to get greedy. And that's all this is. It's greed. It's more money. It has nothing to do with growing the game. It actually destroys the game on the local levels because it takes away all the talent, all the money that these clubs would get. So if you don't know anything about the Premier League, the Premier League actually 
pays at smaller clubs that don't get a ton of the revenue and TV revenue. They actually tier the money so that each of those smaller clubs do get money. So it is nice for the big clubs to be around because obviously the competition's better, but also all that money that they get through TV rights, TV revenue, all that kind of likeness and stuff, that's all shared with the smaller clubs. So they do a really nice job of sharing revenue. Um, but if these big clubs just form this huge Super League, which they want to do, um, the plan was, I think this was back in 2020, 2021, uh, was when they planned 2021, I think, right? <clears throat> like right yeah. at the beginning of 2021. They planned on taking those six clubs out of the Premier League. They were going to leave the Premier League and compete in this competition with all the other big super clubs in uh, Europe. Like Bayern, Barca, yeah, Madrid. The two Milan's, Madrid, Barcelona. like So the big <clears throat> clubs in Italy, Spain, uh, Germany. And so they were going to create this league. It would have destroyed football as we know it. It would not have been the same. Um, and it really was going to crush like the smaller leagues and the smaller leagues. I mean, these people are people that are just so passionate about their clubs and none of them would have probably survived this. So it fell through. They actually got such backlash from the fan base, which was awesome to see the fans just absolutely went nuts. Um, stormed Manchester United Stadium when yeah, it was protests closed. in the streets. Yeah, protests in the streets. Stand, I don't I don't condone this, but standing outside the owners' houses and apartments and like being relentless about just hearing, you know, letting their voice be heard. Not any kind of violence, but it was always just protest after protest. And it finally they got it disbanded. Uh, I think it's still actually technically still alive with like two clubs, um, but they don't actually compete in that league because there's nobody left. But that's just the gist. All the rich want to get richer. All the you know poor clubs that would have been um, demolished because of it. Um, we're we're glad it never happened. And I can remember doing that episode when that was all announced. That all three of us were just like it. Just it made you feel sick. Like it was just the greedy, the one percent wanting to get even more money. And that's kind of highlighted here in this episode when Akufo's like, open up these projections, and all the rich guys like yeah this looks great and rebecca's argument is pretty much the argument that all actual soccer fans were using of it's going to kill the game type of type of thought because like you said that money trickles down um especially in the Premier League. And the Premier League, actually, none of their clubs should even be interested in it because it is the strongest league internationally. We're talking about selling TV rights and how popular most views and all this kind of stuff to where the lower Premier League clubs are actually starting to outspend. The Premier League itself is outspending. You know, the, The reason why Spain clubs like Barca and Madrid wanted to do this was because they were being left behind by the Premier League. So their thought is let's kind of like cut this off. So that way that money flows to us instead of flowing to like Newcastle. And it didn't work. Um, But they keep trying it. They will keep trying it. And Rebecca's speech was, was, was really great. And I love that they brought up the Rupert thing because I I knew this was going to come back around when she says, you know, he had talked about how he used to sneak into the club and she brings it up without naming names, but you know, Rupert knows who she's talking about. And maybe some of the other people do if Rupert tells the story a lot, but you know, you used to sneak into this club. It meant something to you before you owned it. You can't just sell this for more money. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? You can't, now you're using it for money. 
Rebecca was coming at it from the perspective of how a fan does. None of these owners would probably actually look at it like that unless if they are a fan themselves. This is going to shift Rebecca's whole idea at the end here when she talks to Ted and said that she doesn't really have that feud with Rupert anymore. She wants to win it for the actual fans, for the city of Richmond, the little district of Richmond. She wants to win for them, for the club, not just to get back at Rupert. So this is some character growth on her end. One thing that's a little unbelievable about this, one, that Richmond's invited. Two, that... yeah that we don't see the fans perspective of hearing that Richmond was involved because I would have loved to see the pub uh, people yeah. respond to that, you know, like the, the Baz and the other two yeah. guys be like, Whoa, we don't want this. And you could kind of see how then what the fans were thinking instead of just getting the Higgins saying it's bad and Rebecca saying it's bad. Um, I think they could have gotten the fan perspective they could have showed them protesting or, or whatever, but um, you know, probably didn't have enough time, but anyway, it, it, that's kind of the gist of the super league. And it would be kind of detrimental to the football system over in England and, and Europe. And that's why they kind of touched on in here. And it is something that somebody like Edwin Akufa would come up with to uh, try to entice them. Yeah, I think my my favorite line, and it was it was a line that was used. I forget who said it. It was one of the clubs that said it, but um, that or maybe it was Gary Neville. That yeah, it was Gary Neville. He said these clubs don't belong to you. Like, and I think that's where they got this quote from. Is like that club does not belong to you. We just run it. This club belongs to the fans because they're the ones that are constantly in it. So like it was like that sense of, like I get Jill saying that, but I was like, dang, like that was so realistic because that's exactly what Gary Neville said when he went off because he was a Manchester United fan or a player. He's a, a player Manchester there. United but fan. He, he was he a youth product up, there. Yes, so he, he grew, grew up, up with United. With yeah, and he was like in the U.S. I felt like that would have gone a whole different direction. I felt like they had a no backboned it, completely let it happen. Money would have been made. We'd be talking Super League, but. Over there, he was like, damn you, United. Like, damn you, damn your everybody involved in this decision. You are awful. Like, you are all, and he wasn't even making excuses. He said, You are greedy. You just want money. Like, these Americans came over, they just took over the club and they're running this thing into the ground. Like, it it really did. It had that feeling and it had that visceral. Like, I can remember that was the only time that sports ever made me feel like disgusting. Like, that was disgusting. Like that whole thing made me like sick. I was like, oh, like this is so gross. I literally we were watching it the other day, Jordan. Ashley turned to me and goes, Oh, I remember this. This happened to your club. I was like, holy crap. Like somebody that doesn't even pay attention to the club or soccer. Like she knew. Like she's like, This is that shit that you went through. I was like, Yeah, like this was it. Like this is exactly what it was. So I don't know. It was really cool that they pulled that in. Uh, I was kind of glad that they did. As soon as they mentioned, I wanted to text you and go, we're idiots. Why didn't we think of this? Like, you know, right, like, right. why didn't we think, duh, it's a Super League. I guess because Richmond wouldn't typically be involved in the Super League. But, yeah, yeah. It'd be like, yeah. wait, what? Right. Why was um, a mid-tier club hanging out? It'd be like West yeah, Ham. Yeah, West Ham and Richmond right. were in there, but <laughs> we didn't see like Man City or Chelsea. Yeah. But yeah, so there you go. Uh, that's, that's what that's about. Um, let's go ahead and preview 
the next episode, which is called Mom City. An unexpected guest has Ted on edge. When Richmond travel to Manchester for a big match, Roy and Keeley become concerned about Jamie. Mom City. Man City. Jamie. So this has something to do with Jamie's mom. Maybe not his dad. We get a lot about his mom. Like, he talks about his mom. In, in how, season one. Yeah, and how, and how he that wanted to just make her was. proud. Yeah, and and he oftentimes felt like he was letting her down because of the way he was, but he was that way because of his dad. And I'm pretty sure the mom probably divorced the dad because of the way that he did that to Jamie. I think that's where we're headed. Um, the only other thing I could think of that unexpected, maybe it's Ted, but I was like, is Ted's mom Ted's mom? Alive? That's what, yeah, right? I don't know. Like, I, but then I'm like, his how dad's would that make dead. sense? Yeah. But how would that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, where would she fit? Because we haven't gotten a real ton on Ted. So, like, I don't feel That'd be very that. late. Yeah, that'd be very yeah, late to you know introduce I mean? the mom. Like, and mom. why? Because he's not really having that internal struggle. I feel like Ted's pretty much resolved his things. He's just got Nate to deal with. Whereas, like, Jamie, I still feel like Jamie's got the most to go still mm-hmm. as far as story. Yeah, I-, I think it has to do with Jamie's mom. Same. Um, Who's the unexpected guest then? The unexpected guest is Nate. Uh, Nate or Michelle. Yeah, I was thinking Michelle too. We gotta wrap that. Doctor Jacob, he shows up. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Sharon just comes out of nowhere with her new boyfriend. No, what Where I heard is been? that the reason why she hasn't been on and they had to write her off is because she did get another show. Uh, uh, so that is why Doctor Sharon is is not on the show uh, this season, and why they did two quick wrap ups where she's barely any help. Um, which sucks. I wish they could have written her off in a way that felt more like Dr. Sharon. <laughs> from season Maybe like two. gotten, yeah, like gotten hired for another club. And so yeah, yeah. my help was needed elsewhere. I feel like you've got. Well, that's pretty much what it is, right? Control. She's doing rugby. Yeah. Um, yeah. They could have just had her like. Meet with Ted one last time and say, I'm, I'm moving. And so we will no longer be able to. Or if, if they had to do the video call stuff, just like, unfortunately, Ted, I have to stop seeing you because this other. I have like 11 rugby players a week. Yeah. I don't know. Or I'm working. They could have written it as I'm working for another club. That's not AFC Richmond, the Premier League. And I technically can't talk to you. That's what it yeah, should have yeah. been. Yeah. You know could what I mean? Like yeah. conflict of interest kind of thing. Yeah. It just seemed weird when she's like, we're done. I got to yeah. go sleep with this guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, that hot rugby what player. What is going on? Like Dr. Sharon. <laughs> Lost the plot. <laughs> she got disbarred. But yeah, this episode is going to be written by Joe Kelly with the story by Brendan Hunt and uh, Jason Sudeikis, which means they usually came up with like an outline and then Joe Kelly is the one that actually wrote the script. That's what that means. So there you go. Uh, I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. An hour and nine minutes, a little long, but you can fit a lot in with that. It makes me think that we, we've kind of placed bets on this already, but the finale has got to be an hour and a half. Yeah, I think so. At least an hour 15, I think. Stranger Things it and do it two hours. Two hours, let's go. Come on. Oh my God, that'd be way too long. I'd watch two it. Hours, I'd be, two hours, I'd be like, is there enough that they actually don't have to cover in two right. hours? Yeah. I think an hour and a half is the sweet spot. Hour 20. Something like that for the finale. All right. Well, if you want to give us any sort of feedback, at Stateside Show on Facebook, oh, Twitter, on. Instagram. Do you want oh to yeah, we didn't do the, yeah we didn't do our player of the week or anything. Okay, yeah, yeah, my be bad. Quick. Be quick. Um, who was your uh who was your executive of the week? Uh, executive of the week. Oof. Employee um, of the week, whatever. 
play of the week. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Higgins. He was really good in this episode. Um, just some really funny comments about the Super League. Um, I thought that he had some good moments as far as uh, just the club's concerned. So I, I don't know. I, I really liked Higgins in this. I thought he had some kind of good one-liners, and we don't really get a ton of them working with the actual team itself. But uh, I thought Higgins with a couple of his one-liners and about the the Super League were really funny. So I enjoyed that, and that's my first time I think picking Higgins. So mm. I'm actually going to go Rebecca for shutting down that. Uh, Super League <laughs> is what I'm going to have to go. go with here. And for Player of the Week, I'm going to go Jamie for wearing number 24 for Sam. I think that was a huge moment uh, in his character growth. And just to show Sam that we're with you, uh, I really like that. Got to go Danny Rojas. You never see that side of him. And I think that he's a brilliant actor just because he is so happy and positive and Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky. All of a sudden, he turned into this jerk asshole that just crushed Van Damme's chips. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was like, he's going to forget about it, and then he's going to be like, oh, shoot, I forgot to do it. Yeah, no, that was good. Uh, I was just writing that down. All right, uh, well, thank you all for watching and listening. If you want to give us feedback, at Stateside Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email. You can also reach us at Believe underscore Cast on Twitter as well. Thank you all for watching and listening. We'll catch you next time when we break down the penultimate episode of Season 3.